0: I'm still a small fish, a small-time investor, and so for me to step into a deal like that, I had to get very creative. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show.
1: All right, welcome back, everyone, to another uh, episode of The General Art of Crushing It. And today I'm super, super excited and honored to have with us Taylor Wing. Taylor, um, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but my understanding is you've managed to reach financial freedom in two years. You've been on at least one that I know of, Bigger Pockets episode. You served in the military. You're relatively new to real estate, but I think you've done it all from burring to house hacking to creative finance. So very, very impressive. Taylor, welcome.
0: Hey, what's going on, Nathan? Thanks a ton for having me on today. I'm super pumped to be on this podcast. I really liked uh, the content that you guys are producing and especially kind of focusing on just general success and the mindset behind it. Cause I think that's a huge piece that people kind of overlook. So I'm super pumped to be on today and, and hopefully Uh,
1: Spread a little bit of knowledge and wealth along the way. I'm sure we will. Well, thank you so much for your time again, Taylor. And you know, while we kind of kick this off here, uh, for those who don't know who Taylor Wing is, uh, you know, let us let us know. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're based, what you like in life, what you don't like in life, and then we'll just take it from there and go into (laughs) success mindset.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, a little bit about me. I'm actually still active beauty army. And so I'm kind of in the process uh, towards the end of my commitment though, so I will be transitioning off of active duty service within the next year or so. Um, but I did everything while still on active duty, so it is doable awesome. to do a full time job, W 2, um, and also build up your own side hustle, passive income, uh, whatever your objective is there. Um, born and raised a California kid, and I guess I just got really lucky and got an appointment to go to the academy at West Point. Uh, studied there, um, have a background in Chinese language and business management. Uh, Then you know, right from the academy, they just spit me right out into the big army, commissioned as an officer, um, went the field artillery route, so those big cannons that go boom, and uh, (laughs) decided to be a paratrooper. So got my airborne wings, uh, went to the 82nd Airborne Division, jumped out of planes for a long time, and uh, now I'm here. So now we're towards the back end of my army commitment. Uh, That whole time I've been doing real estate um, doing a bunch of creative things burrs anything I could do uh, to inch my way towards that goal line um, and now that as we transition out of active duty
1: service and I leave my w2 I can uh hundred percent say yeah we we are financially free awesome I love it and when you're done with uh, active military you're going to still be jumping out of planes or not I just ask because I personally love <laughs> to do it that myself so <laughs>
0: yeah i'm gonna uh, I'm probably gonna retire my wings. I'm gonna stay uh, on the ground and use my legs to get
1: around, I think. <laughs> sounds good. Um, and curious, before we go into kind of um, hearing about some you know one or several of your success stories in life, I'm curious to understand if in your mind today, right? and I'm also curious to understand if that's ever changed over time for you, right? But I'm curious to understand uh, what's uh, or how you define success and kind of what that means for you today and maybe what that meant for you yesterday and what you think it might mean for you tomorrow. Do you have a, do you have an idea there? Because it's, I think it's a fluid concept, right? I'm curious what, to hear it what is. you have to say.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and man, especially of these past couple years, the definition for success, at least for me, has changed so much. Uh, you know, when you're a young, young guy, you see success as, I don't know, like you watch MTV and you see the rap music videos. You think success is like having the the clothes and the money and the, and the cars or whatever, yeah. but um, now that I'm not going to say we have tons of money, but now that we have some money behind us and some amount of wealth, um, none of that really impresses me Like, uh, and that's not how I would see success at all and I would not want to spend my money that way. Um, how I see I success it. now, it, it stems back to that mindset piece. Um, it's about being challenged, overcoming those challenges and growing as an individual every day, trying to get a little bit better and being a better person. And then hence, once you grow, you can help spread that love, spread that wealth to your community, to other people in your industry. So it's it's all about learning, growing, and then spreading that uh, with everyone around you.
1: Awesome. I love that definition of success, man, it's it's awesome. And so with that definition said, um, what's your favorite success story that you like to brag about, talk about, I don't know, share with others? And what have you learned from that? I'm curious to hear.
0: Yeah, you know, and I feel like uh, with every success I've had a failure too, and that's just part of of, uh, of doing entrepreneurship or, or, or growing. Um, I kind of see success and failure as almost like a yin and a yang. You need to have mm-hmm. both in order to kind of move ahead. And if we do fail, we fail forward and we learn from it. So um, I would say one of the, at least a recent big success for me this year was pulling off my first um, commercial deal, and that was a um, nice. eight unit eight unit um, multifamily apartment building with another single family home. So it was a total of nine units, um, and it was close to about a million dollar purchase price. So it was, for me at that time, was a big uh, number, big ticket yep. item, because most of my transactions I did single family homes, probably, you know, between $200,000 and $300,000 much smaller transactions in, in residential single family. So, um, for me stepping out of my comfort zone and growing into those larger transactions was a, was a big deal for me. And, and and, uh, analyzing commercial deals was also something I wasn't accustomed to, but, um, I, I just wanted to learn. I want, it was something that was on my to-do list. I, I have my, my goals right here in front of me that's right on my wall and
1: it was do a commercial deal. So, um, so I was going to ask: book. Is that is that literally yeah. <laughs> what happened, or did um, so? It was a goal of yours to do a commercial deal, and then you just sought that out, right? It's not like it's, you stumbled right. into this deal; like it happens sometimes in real estate and the things we do, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was it was targeted, it was intentional. Um, but of course, I you know I'm still a small fish, a small time investor, and so yeah. for me to step into a deal like that, I had to get very creative, and so um, can you it was say just more? Fat,
1: what was, yeah, what was no, it, <laughs> creative about
0: this deal? Yeah, so um, essentially, I didn't really have any money for a down payment, so yep. I had to, to go to us. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I had to go to that seller and not only convince him, use my relationship and, and build rapport, and, and kind of tell him who I am, tell him my story, yeah. um, but also convince him, like, hey, you know, I like this property. I, you know, this would do uh, be tremendous value to me and my family getting us towards that path of financial freedom. You know, we're a military family. Uh, we come from humble beginnings and, and we have a service-oriented uh, mindset. So uh, he, he was able to resonate with that. And even though he could have taken this thing to the MLS, probably sold it for more, yeah. Um, yeah. and just, you know, did a quick, maybe I don't know, cash or conventional closing, he was able to work with me, um, you know, get a reasonable purchase price and do a sell it back note for that down payment for me and then introduced me to his connections with some local banks who were able to finance that uh, first link position for me. So um, it was kind of a combination of my relationship marketing. I did this all off market um, using my relationship with him to negotiate a note to get into the deal. Working with that commercial lender to get a little bit more creative too with the first lien, second lien position, and also collateralizing some equity and another property just to get into this thing.
1: And wow. so, so, yeah, all we combined.
0: Yeah. yeah, we combined a bunch of different things to just make it happen. And It was like a lot of working back and forth between myself to make sure that the numbers made sense for me, my yep. goals, and ultimately, yeah. I'm a cash. I'm a, i invest for cash flow. Yeah, um, made sense for the seller because you know he's he still wants to make um, money, you know, to off of the sale. And, and of course, you know, I'm going to be paying him on that note. Um, and then for the lender to meet their guidelines. So of course, um, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of collaboration, but we made it to the finish line and it's an awesome, awesome deal.
1: And I mean, I think it's, it's fair to say that, I mean, relatively speaking, this is a, a a relatively complex deal in the sense that it has all these moving parts and moving pieces. Right. And I, I'm curious what, um, you know mental tricks or what mindset you were in right when you go from having this I guess line item on this board in front of you right that says get into a commercial deal to getting to a place where you can pull this off because it's not like well, I imagine you know correct me if I'm wrong but I imagine you're not you know you don't have your get a commercial deal on your board <laughs> up there and you're already thinking okay I'm gonna have to be creative build relationships find a bank we're gonna have a seller back to carry all of this stuff so what what mindset were you in if you if you know and remember right? I'm assuming this has been a a long process over the year but I'm curious to kind of understand that a bit better.
0: Yeah, and I always try to, and you know, I have my own self doubts, limitations that sometimes come into my head because we're constantly, or at least I'm constantly trying to grow and challenge myself. So I, I always overcome those limitations I set on myself, um, but I think it's just boils back down to trying to embrace a growth mindset, um, really trying to um, expand past, you know, what I'm comfortable with in order to move, move forward and, and mm-hmm. try new and bigger things. So it was intimidating for me to get past that, especially when I saw the, you know, the, the price tag on the deal. Yeah, um, and course. the fact that I've never, never tried to evaluate a commercial deal before by myself. Cause everything that we've done, um, I've never had partners or anything, We've mm-hmm. all, I've always done it solo, and I don't know why I did that, but I just ended up always riding solo, so I was just figuring this thing out on myself, maybe pinging some ideas off of people in my network, but ultimately, it, um, all that liability and that guarantee falls back yeah. on me, so um, it stems back to just, I think, my growth mindset that I, I try to embrace every day, um, mm-hmm. trying to expand past my horizons and, and just do bigger and better things
1: yeah awesome and and in that experience was there uh or what was like a a key learning for you you know coming out of that now that you're on the other side
0: a key learning for for me is is kind of like uh the deals are uh it's all kind of the same principles with real estate um the only difference is the price tag so if i can do a million dollar deal the principles mm-hmm. remain the same whether I do a $10 million deal or a $100 million deal. Um, those principles all remain the same. So uh, to me now, I'm not as intimidated by price tags. You yeah. know, when I see deals with, with all those zeros behind it, I don't get as intimidated. I just know I'll probably need to get a little bit more creative uh, or maybe syndicate, bring in some partners to get into those. But um, yeah. yeah, to me now... Um,
1: you could do Numbers it not Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> the, the principles
0: it. remain the same, man. Yeah. It's it's it's, a, it's the foundation.
1: Awesome, I love it, and um, so that's an awesome, obviously, success story here that you shared with us. So thanks for that. I'm curious if we kind of flip it around now. Do you have uh, like an incredibly difficult experience in your life that you're okay with talking about and sharing with uh, with the audience here? And same kind of question, right? Is kind of what happened and what did you learn from that? What's changed you know, after going through that experience?
0: Yeah, so one kind of story I, I like to kind of shed some light on is like, um, you know, when I was first starting out in the army, I was kind of having a hard time mentally. Um, you know, we were, I was gone a lot, yeah. deploying or whatever, doing training. Um, and my girlfriend at the time took off on me. Um, I didn't really have anyone, it felt like so. I was just kind of, like, in a rut, I felt like. And um, I love the Army. I love my service, too. um, But it's not, like, my passion, I would say. So I wasn't, like, maybe fulfilled doing um, the Army entirely. So, um, you know, I just wasn't really feeling myself. And I think for a while I kind of had more of, like, a victim mindset where um, I didn't take responsibility for my own happiness or my own success. Or, oh, I can't do this because, you know, I'm, I'm just... an army guy, you know, I I don't deserve that. So, uh, I think I, I am really had to take a a deeper look at myself, um, kind of look in the mirror a little bit and and have a reality check. Like, Hey man, like if you're not happy, if you're not wealthy enough, if you're not, if you don't have the things that you don't want, like it's not society's fault. You can't blame other people. It's, it all boils down to you. And so once I kind of realized that and, and I took, Kind of became the the captain of my own ship. Um, yeah. stopped blaming other people, or, or and just took a harder look at myself. Um, I stepped. I That's when I stepped up to the plate. I was like, I, I got to go out there and I got to achieve everything that I was meant to achieve in life. And nobody's going to hand hand that out to me. So yeah. I got to do it. So yeah. after that, it was a big mindset switch for me, which is got why I, I really yeah. dig this podcast. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until that click is when I really started taking a tremendous amount of action uh, to create the life that I want and I deserve.
1: And this click, I'm curious, because um, I think we're we're getting to the, the interesting juicy part here, right? But that click, did you just wake up one morning wherever you were and you're like, I'm done with this, right? I'm tired, I'm now gonna change things? Or, you know, like it can happen, you know, regularly, re- relatively, sorry, often you have, you know, a friend or a spouse or a partner or a mentor or a coach or somebody that of says the right thing to you to get you out of that rut i'm curious what it was like if, if it was one of those two or even maybe something different for you
0: yeah for me it was like a lot of self reflection and, and it took a while it took probably months to figure out because i i didn't really know what i was capable of or what i would be interested in either um it took a lot of soul searching one uh, a ton of research i was listening to podcasts like crazy and learning about a bunch of different industries, a bunch of different entrepreneur, uh, things out yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah. and then it finally, I took a hard look at, at real estate as a vessel towards wealth building, um, and being a real estate professional. And to me, that just made a lot of sense. Um, and of course everybody reads like, Oh, you know, 99% of millionaires yeah. or whatever own real estate. They see yeah. that statistic. And so, um, I bid on it and, um, but I'm not a guy that just puts a, you know, a couple chips on the table. I, I put them all, all I shoved in. them all, all, all in. in. I went all in on it. Yeah. I consumed everything. Um, cause if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be the best at it. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to learn everything. And then of course I had to go out in the world
1: and, and apply it. Cause I feel it, like a lot
0: of people do absorb
1: information, but
0: it, it's harder to do it. Yourself. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And how long was that for you between like that moment we you realized you want to get into real estate till the moment you, I guess, took action. But like, I don't know what the right milestone is, if it's like getting your first deal or actually, you know, taking that first step versus just that that consumption. How long was that? Because often, you know. Um You know, the people that I interact with you know it 's like oh i 've been researching for five years, and I have yet to do you know take that first step, whatever it is you know yeah. calling <laughs> a broker or buying your first deal, and often people don 't realize that yeah it takes time, right yes, you need to take action, but it 's not like people typically just you know wake up oh and they bought their first deal the next day, right What was that like for you? do you know? do you remember yeah.
0: I would say so i uh, we ended up deploying, and while I was deployed, I just started consuming, I had some downtime. I started consuming yep. a lot of content, took a, a real estate investing uh, course as well uh, to really jumpstart my just overall knowledge and, and confidence, too. So yep. by the time I got back from that deployment, so probably started that, I don't know when I started within that deployment. Let's say probably like six months of really hard education. Mm-hmm. Um, right when I got back, I closed on my first deal. It wasn't a fancy deal. It was just a VA loan, zero down. Um, but, but it I was your first deal. You broke this deal. first, first thing I ever financed in my life. Yeah. So I, <laughs> wow. you know, I was I was super young, uh, yeah. young twenties, fresh out of pretty fresh out of college. Um, didn't have never financed anything. And, you know, West Point pays for your education, so yeah, um, never really financed anything. So that was my first like mortgage I ever took out and um, big purchase so was, too. It's yeah a so I pretty, purchase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i was pretty scared yeah. um and it plus you know this is a house a whole house i had it maintained so um but that was a, a knockout deal in itself even though i didn't really realize it because even yeah. though i did buy it at retail price right off the mls and this is before the market took off yeah yeah um negotiated the seller to cover all those closing costs there so i moved into that house without any nothing. I think I got a check for two hundred dollars to move into the nice. house.
1: Well done. Yeah, and then,
0: and then I rented out my house. Hacked it. Rented out the bedrooms, and uh, actually, I cash flowed a little bit. So, um, offset my living expense. In the army, we get paid BAH, which is like a basic allowance for housing. So I was able to pocket a lot of BAH um, and save a, a ton of money just by eliminating my entire living expense off that first deal.
1: Wow, I love it. Um yeah, that's uh house hacking, that's awesome. And how long was it for you until your I guess next deal? After that, like you know, after that first yeah. one. Because I typically <laughs> the first one already you know takes eighty percent of the time. And yep. then if it's anything like me, I think it took me six to eight months to get my first deal, all the research, all that, and then I think three weeks after I closed on my first deal, I had the second one under contract.
0: Yeah, it's the law of the first deal. Like once you yeah complete that first deal, it's just you start taking off. So it took me, I don't know, maybe maybe a couple months after that and I closed yeah. my next one. But the next one was a, a complete burr. And that was a, a true investment opportunity because I bought that right off a courthouse auction. Cat, you how'd know, you
1: get into that? Uh, I just You know, going it from out. buying on the like, MLS uh, <laughs> yeah. we talked about commercial before and now we're somewhere in the middle where you just yeah. bought a house <laughs> off the court steps.
0: Yeah, so it took a little research and figuring out like how do you bid on a courthouse auction but um, figured it out and was able to because I was super interested in Bird the idea of getting an infinite yep. return recycling your a- entire down payment essentially and then keep doing that over and over and over again really excited me so um, figured that out the courthouse auction piece was able to um, win the bid um, and I was able to close on it with a hard money loan so I put had to put down like Twenty-five or thirty percent, or something like that, to get into the deal, which was my entire savings at that point. I liquidated. I had like a little Roth IRA with like thirty-five grand in. I liquidated it, and then I threw it all into this deal. All in
1: again. Every single baby.
0: Yeah, all on red. So, (laughs) Um, put it into this deal, and I was I was scared shitless. I'm not gonna lie. But um, I I would be too. I I trusted the numbers though, and and I. had the utmost confidence in myself, I think. And so yeah. when we went into that, I mean the numbers were great. I bought it for like ninety two thousand dollars, put about twenty twenty five thousand dollars rehab into it and it priced for like one seventy, 170, one seventy five. And mm-hmm. so it was a complete perfect textbook burr. It recycled all my funds and today I still own that property. That's a solid cash flow uh,
1: rental for me. I love it. Awesome. Um, so if I shift gears here a little bit, I'm curious, you know, if you were, if you could go back in time to you know, whatever age, 15, 18, whatever's most, you know, relevant, and important to you, um, and knowing what you know now, right? What would you do differently to, I don't know, maybe accelerate your success or get more success faster? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you do different?
0: You know, um, when I was that young, I was, uh, hyper-focused on just trying to get into West Point. So... Um, service was still a big part of who, what I wanted to do and kind of my yeah. identity, so I don't think I would change anything the way I did it um, because I was super hyper focused on just getting in there, and then once I was in the academy, it took all of my <laughs> like yeah, mental good. ability to just to, to get good grades and graduate. So um, I don't know if I would have been able to handle doing this whole side hustle thing, but. Um, if I could at least do a little bit of research beforehand, I would have yeah. liked to know that even entrepreneurship and real estate was a thing because I guess the way I was raised, it was like, you just, you go to college, you go to yeah, a good school to get good grades and so you can get a good job, good job. and yep. get a high salary. I had no idea that entrepreneurship was even on the table um, and or owning real estate and, and that whole financial freedom uh, Thing that's really popular nowadays yeah. was totally uh, bliss to me. So yeah. uh, I just wish I would have known a little bit about that because uh, the biggest thing with real estate is just the time component. If you were to buy a property, if I were to buy a, what property 10 years ago, who knows how much it could have appreciated back exactly. then um, and how much principal I could have paid down and, and sell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Awesome. And um, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but uh, I wanted to drill into this a little bit more. Um, When we're talking about mindset a bit earlier, right, there's, you know, oftentimes in life, and maybe this is the rut that you were referencing earlier that you were in, you know, there's these situations where you talk to people, meet people, or maybe even yourself, right, are kind of in this, you know, glass half empty mindset, and you're trying to get yourself to a, you know, glass half full, or maybe a full glass kind of, you know, mindset and, you know, state of mind, what, what do you do or tell people I guess that you interact with that are kind of that class half empty um, and trying to help them get to the you know class half full kind of mindset. Do you have any special tricks? Yeah.
0: One thing that I've been trying to practice more of especially lately is practicing gratitude. Um, That's something I didn't do before. Just being grateful Uh, every single day for opportunities that I'm I'm presented with. Um, I'm grateful just to be in this country. Uh, I'm grateful that every day I can uh, focus on things that I love and I'm passionate about and I can go out there and and do what I was intended to do. So um, practicing gratitude is is huge. It it doesn't need to be anything fancy, just the basic, the simple things, because a lot of of people might not have those things. Um, Having the roof over your head, having the food on your plate, uh, I'm just super grateful. To be here, so um, before I, I took uh, I took that stuff for granted, but um, I, I try every day to think about that a little bit, to to just be grateful for what for what I have.
1: Yeah, I couldn't relate more because we have this uh, family activity, even with a three-year-old and a five-year-old, where every night at the dinner table, as a family, we'll go around the table and ask, you know, what were three things that you're thankful for today and even our three-year-old understands and gets it and they pick random stuff even their toys but it just you know sets this kind of positive attitude positive mindset um you know for everyone and yeah i love it it works great so
0: i love that too i'm gonna i'm gonna do that once i uh
1: have a couple little ones <laughs> <laughs> it, it works man it works um is there one key that is taylor wings key her secret sauce to unlock success uh, and if there is one, what is that? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I would say uh, it's. I think before a lot of people are so, you know, focused on maybe, um, just money or uh, getting houses, um, but to me, it's not about the money. Now it's it's more about value. If you can create value out there in the world, the money's gonna follow. So I think for me. When I found success is I, I I go and look to see where I can provide value. Where are my skills and how can I plug yeah. them into a situation or out there in the marketplace and provide value. And that's I think when when the dollars followed me. Um, but and I, I see money now as more of a means to an end. Yeah. Uh, money itself doesn't have any intrinsic value to me. It doesn't me holding a lot of cash isn't gonna make me smile. Yeah. But the things that it, it can provide are valuable, which is time. I'm getting my time back. I spent a lot of time in the army, uh, you know, serving and everything being away. Uh, so I'm super excited to get my time back. Um, give that time to my wife, give that time to my family. Um, because that's, what's most important to me.
1: Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Getting freedom of time and there's no, no price tag on that. No wads of bills, bills, sorry, that help with that. Right. So <laughs> awesome. That's exactly um, right. And in addition to kind of all these like mindset, you know, hacks and tips and tricks and great success stories that you've shared with us here, right, we like to you know help our audience as much as possible with like, um, you know, books, tools, recommendations, things like that, that, you know, we have, our guests have and, and whatnot, right? I'm curious if, if I were to ask you, you know, what one book would you recommend um, our audience, you know, pick up and read? And of course, as always, books, recommendations and whatnot, we'll make sure are in the show notes so you can grab your copy. But what book would that be for you?
0: So the book I picked out specifically for this podcast was this one right here. It's just Mindset by uh, Carol S. Dweck. And she's like a, Sanf- or a Stanford professor. Um, and this book is literally all about like how to fulfill your potential through a psychology of success. And so um, it could be a little bit, you know, mundane because she just talks about like comparing a uh, growth people with a growth-oriented yep. mindset versus people with a, a fixed mindset. Yep. And so, um, you know, it kind of goes into parenting, business, school, relationships. But I loved it because uh, I, I can see in some aspects where I do still have a fixed mindset. In some aspects, I definitely do have a growth mindset. So it made me reflect a little bit about myself. Um, and it, like I said before, I think having a growth mindset was definitely a huge Key to success. Um, it's just not about trying to get your. First, a lot of people are just trying to get a deal, trying to get a deal. Yeah, but I think yeah. before you can even focus on getting a deal and or starting a business, you have to uh, grow your own mindset first.
1: Wow. Uh, grow yourself. So. I'm going to have to pick that one up because I have not read it. It looks like a nice, big, thick book, so it's going to take me a while <laughs> with two young kids to get through. But I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for that. And similar Absolutely. to the book, do you have a? Do you have a tool, a technology app, whatever, you know, non-digital maybe tool that um, has helped you, you know, in your life and achieving success that you'd like to recommend?
0: Yeah. So I'm actually going to put in a, a plug here for our own little technology company that, Do it. that I'm helping launch. So, awesome. um, well, we're launching or it's already launched. It launched in the spring and now we're we're coming with a bunch of new updates coming out next week, actually. So. It's called TownSquare.com, T-W-N-S-Q-R, and it's a complete disposition software for wholesalers. And so if you're a wholesaler that's out there looking to streamline your dispositions platform, we have a bunch of features that you know, you're know you going to be able to do all your email marketing, organize all your buyers, all your contact lists, have people send you deals. Um, it's just a complete platform uh, for everything on the back end of those transactions. So. For my wholesalers, check it out, because I do a bit of wholesaling myself, and I, I use this product, and so uh, check it out if you're awesome. a wholesaler.
1: What's the, what's the link again, just to make sure everybody got it? And of course, again, it'll be in the show notes, but people got to hear this and go get their copy.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's townsquare.com. You can check us out on the web, and it's spelled T-W-N-S-Q-R. Um, they took, we took out the vowels just because we're a cool because tech you're a tech company company and, and we don't do vowels, so <laughs>
1: Like every other tech company, I love it. Um, I'm curious because when I'm not doing podcasts or real estate, uh, I love uh, technology and I am in technology. Um, I'm just curious to hear a little bit about that. Uh, what does this tool do better than others out there for like similar purposes?
0: Yeah, so there's honestly nothing else out there really oh, in this market space. <clears throat> Um there's there's a bunch of technology on the front end. People focus very heavily on acquisitions <clears throat> which of course you need deals to yep. be a business. Um and there's CRMs to handle all your leads, but there's really not like a, a software to handle and streamline the back end of those transactions. So with Townsquare it's able to kind of fill that gap that's lacking in our industry and provide oh, modern technology um to solve problems that we have. So if you're a wholesaler, you're probably shooting out your deals on a bunch of different distro lists or on Facebook or on Craigslist, okay. and you're having all these different conversations all over the place. Here on Townsquare, you can handle it all right there on one platform, organize all your conversations, shoot all your emails through Townsquare, market your property on the platform.
1: So, awesome. much easier. Townsquare.com. I love it. Awesome. And how'd you stumble into that? Did you just find there was a gap in the in the you know solution space? There was no solutions out there for this, so you decided to just start another creative you know venture and endeavor.
0: So actually, I uh, through one of my uh, masterminds or one of my networks, I I met Paul Wakeham. He's the CEO over there at Town Square. Yeah. Um, and you know they were looking to hire, and we're like employee number one too. So. Um, when he told me about the, the idea behind it, I, I really uh, liked it since I'm in that, I'm in the industry too. And I was like, this is pretty cool, man. And so I I had to hop on. And so I'm helping them take this thing. uh, We're hoping to take it to the next level, you know, this, I want this to be the next big thing that disrupts the
1: entire industry. Awesome. Very cool. I want to chat more about that. I'm very curious now, Um, but uh, bringing this to a close here, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, Taylor, again, thank you so much for for being here, right? Last question, I guess, for you is, how can our audience, you know, help you and get in touch with you? Obviously, you know, go get uh, Town Square, but in addition to that, what else? Where can they go and what else can they do to help?
0: Yeah, the best way to get in contact with me is probably just through my Instagram, just Taylor, my name, Wing underscore, all one um, word there. Um, I am trying to be a lot more active on social media. I am trying to build uh, more of a personal brand there. Um, and just create content that's actually useful. Um, I don't want to be flashy showy, I just want to be out there providing value. So um, go there, uh, would love the support, just give me a follow, and that's the best way to connect with me too.
1: And it's an awesome profile to follow, I know because I do so, the content is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Um, awesome, Taylor, thank you so much again for your time. Anything else before we wrap this?
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that, that does it. I, thanks again for having me. It was, it was fun doing this and I always love being on podcasts. Uh, and this is a topic that actually, uh, I actually have a lot of passion about too, because for me, mindset, I wasn't able to do any of these things until I changed my own mindset. And so if you're looking to start a business, you're looking to do your first deal, like uh, I, I work on your mindset first, work on yourself first, uh, because once you go out there, provide value, the dollar signs are going to follow.
1: I love it. And I cannot possibly close any better than that. So with that, Taylor wing, thank you so much for your time. And hopefully we'll have you on the show sometime soon again. Take care, Taylor. Thanks.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Well, there you
1: have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you and have a wonderful day.